0: Hello everyone and welcome out to the good, the bad, and the geeky, I'm Nick Nitro, and before we begin, quick shout outs to our sponsors, yeah, yeah, sponsors, yeah, Pack Rat Comics, go to packratcomics.com com- pack for all your Pack Rat Comics needs, um, no seriously, great comic books, board games, comic, sh- comic shirts, uh, other types of t-shirts too and much, much more. Please check them out, packratcomics.com. Packrat is also the home of It's All Been Done Radio Hour and GBG Live. It's All Been Done Radio Hour, It's All Been done Radio hourcom Check out for how you can be part of the show, um, not just being in the audience, but being part of the show as well. That's right, you can audition to be a part of the show. Find out at it'sallbeendonedradiohour.com. Check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Second Saturday of every month. Um, I believe it's November 12th. Oh, for 14th, I can't remember off the top of my head. But 7 p.m., second Saturday of November. We're going to be a great show. Uh, Matter of fact, there's going to be a Weekend at Bernie's vibe going on, so please check it out. It's going to be so much fun. And then stick around afterwards for the GBG Live, where we're introducing a sketch that will continue into the Christmas show the following month. Please check that out. Okay. Last but not least, Ultimate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, UTMNT.com. Check that out. And, of course, AudibleTrial.com forward slash GoodBadGeeky, a 14-day trial. Where you get an audiobook, and if you like it, stay on. You get a, an audiobook every month if you uh, decide to stay on and subscribe. So again, really cool. Audibletrial.com forward slash GoodBadGeeky. Okie dokie. I don't know how long this episode will be. Hopefully, it won't be that long at all, honestly. But uh, yeah, uh, I've switched over away from cable and. It is absolutely phenomenal, really. Um, There's a few things that I don't love about it, but it'll tie into uh, what I've been also doing, which is when you don't have cable, you only have Hulu, Netflix, and other apps or whatever on your Roku and your Apple TV and your Xbox 360, which they all sort of have the same thing. You really get into a sense of, oh, okay, this is what I have available at my fingertips to watch. And one of those is, uh, is like... Old catalog of older shows, um, in some cases. The first one I would throw out there is uh, Invader Zim. I don't know why... I don't love the show. I love the theme song more than anything, and it's like 30 seconds to a minute long, and I feel like I've already donated my time to that, that I might as well donate my time to... uh, to watching the rest of the episode. And it's not horrible, uh, actually. I, I really love the animation style, and I think it's really inventive in some cases. I feel that sometimes they really miss the mark in doing something interesting with the show. But you know, at some point you have got to recognize the show—a show for what it is and what it isn't. And it's one of those shows that I, you know, I would love to have seen a more steady hand uh, behind the wheel. That, um, but still keep the insanity that the show possessed. Um, and it's not hard to to be an insane show, but keep a story sort of moving forward. And there was a bit of a story moving forward, but it, it wasn't as simple. Um, or it was, you know, you could technically watch any episode out of order and it would be the same guys. Um, and I feel that's weird. Um, because the show merits itself very much so, excuse me, uh, it merits the the idea that it could be a reoccurring, like a st- ongoing storyline. So, and it sort of has, but it, it's interesting. Um, and I really like the way that, you know, Ah, girl, I was, I'm going to do this. I shall bring the humans to their doom. Their doom! I, I love, you know, how Zim talks and it accentuates the wrong words in sentences sometimes. It, it really, it really cracks me up. Uh... And Ger is funny. Everyone loves Gurr. I remember when the show was out, everyone loved Ger. And I think Gur is funny, but I really love Zem more than I love Gurr, And maybe it's just a maturity thing. I don't know. Speaking of maturity, I'll throw this out there too. Uh, back in 1999 or so, or 98, 99, when The West Wing came out, I did not, I watched the pilot and I wasn't, like, look, I liked Aaron Sorkin. I liked The American President. And I liked uh, A Few Good Men. But I did not love The West Wing. I felt like it was, um, uh, it was really over the top um, from what I really wanted to hear. Now, cut to years later, and maybe it's just because I am older, a little bit more mature, uh, I, and also I'm a big fan of Sorkin's other works, like The Newsroom. Um, and look, I'll throw this out there: Sports Night is a, is an okay show. I don't love it, but um, and granted, though, I haven't watched it. Uh, since I watched it oh geez, when uh, about 10 15 years ago, the first and second season I watched it, and again it's an okay show, I had more interest in that than say, the West Wing necessarily uh, or do you know what I mean, just the politics behind it but now I feel like I have a little bit more of a vested interest in what's going on uh, I mean, again, I think it's like a maturity issue, I guess, I don't know because um, again, I hate politics, I'll throw that out there and I still don't like politics, but um, they're a necessary evil sadly but I I am way more drawn to the West Wing now and I find it to be absolutely phenomenal um, I started watching the first season yesterday and I'm literally about halfway through the first season things that are interesting about the West Wing is Aaron Sorkin wrote almost every single episode just by himself in in many cases uh Or it feels like that. I mean, I'm watching the credits, and his name, either uh, the title plays by someone else, but it's written by him, uh, or it's him and some other person, or it's just him. Nine times out of ten, though, it's mostly him. Um, Not to discredit anyone who was a writer on The West Wing. I want to throw that out there, too. But uh, out of all his projects, I will say that is the one that really, really doesn't sound, like it feels like Aaron Sorkin but it doesn't feel like Aaron Sorkin. If you watch The American President, if you watch Steve Jobs, uh, if you watch anything by him, the characters have a patter, a uh, a patter back and forth um in how they say dialogue. It's very it's very Aaron Sorkin. The West Wing though has moments of that, but each character Feels like like look I hate to say it but every character in the newsroom to me feels like an offshoot of Aaron Sorkin and that's fine now granted I love the newsroom I'm gonna be very clear about that and yes at the end of the day the characters are different characters but they still feel written by the same guy you know what I mean um, West Wing though doesn't feel that way necessarily like when a character soap bo- soap boxes about something, then yeah, there's a little bit like but each character even though they soapbox kind of like an Aaron Sorkin character would do, they still feel like their own character. They don't feel like they're part of Aaron Sorkin if that makes sense. So, the trait of a character giving long monologues about the 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 rhymes and reasons of things that are bad or good or whatever, that's a very Aaron Sorkin thing. And that's again, that's fine. That's in all his shows. But the, the thing that I find fascinating is for the most part each character and maybe I don't know if it's the acting of the of the actors because again all the actors that are in uh, a Steve or uh, not Steve Jobs but like even Steve Jobs but every actor that is in an Aaron Sorkin joint so to speak uh, like they're all amazingly talented actors um, there are times where the social network for example does and doesn't feel like Aaron Sorkin um, West Wing does and doesn't feel like Aaron Sorkin the American president feels like aaron sorkin um few good men does and doesn't feel like aaron sorkin it, it's something it's a very weird thing like um some of the characters feel like actually full well-developed characters the newsroom on the other hand outside of maybe two characters i don't really feel that um and i'm sure jimmy will fully disagree and that's fine uh because again, I'm not saying that the newsroom is a horrible show. Matter of fact, it's one of my favorite shows ever. Uh, but as someone who's a fan of his work, you can tell, um, and or I I can tell, I feel like you know that these are all the opinions of the same man. While the West Wing, it's it's really a little, bit, a little bit harder for me to discern that. You know what I mean? Even though I know that at the end of the day, they probably are all the opinions of of the head writer, which is Aaron Sorkin, up until he left the show at least. But still, you get a a very good sense that, which is why I'm really intrigued by a season after season, I think it's season 5 when he left the show. Um, If I make it that far. I think I will, but it's really fascinating to me about how, you know, uh, Sorkin, the writing in the West Wing, at least in this first season, is just phenomenal to the point where, like, again, I know that it's a uh, Sorkin-penned drama, but each character feels very unique, feels very original, and they feel like they have their own voice, not necessarily the voice of Aaron Sorkin. And I think that's important because look, Kevin Smith is a very good writer, but there are times where if you uh, read something by him or hear something uh, written by him, you know it. It there are times where it feels uniquely like a Kevin Smith thoughts being put to page, and other times it feels like it's a Kevin Smith character. Those, I think, are very two distinctive things. So there are characters in the West Wing that are Aaron Sorkin characters, but they're not necessarily Aaron Sorkin, if that makes sense. Well, I feel like the newsroom is every character is an Aaron Sorkin character that is Aaron Sorkin. I know that's probably really fucking confusing to get your head around, but... um, I think that's an important thing to to realize. And my memory of Sports Night is not that great. As a matter of fact, it makes makes me want to go back and rewatch Sports Night um, because again, anything that takes place in the entertainment industry, for ill or for not, sort of reminds me of uh, you know uh, it, it reminds me of something that I definitely want to watch and see, and I will probably enjoy, even though it Sports Night deals with sports. Um, yeah. But no, so far West Wing is phenomenal. I really like it. Each character feels very well, again, fully formed. I feel like an Aaron Sorkin character, not Aaron Sorkin as an Aaron Sorkin character. If that makes sense. Uh, so again, phenomenal. And I want to go back and rewatch Sports Night 2. I'm only halfway through the first season of West Wing, and again, absolutely phenomenal. I'm really enjoying. It. As a matter of fact, the last episode I watched was Toby Ziegler, which is a uh, Richard Schiff. Uh, his character found a homeless man uh, who died, who happened to be a a, a, vet, a veteran. And he had to bury him. Again, just powerful, powerful stuff. Which I think was the Christmas episode, too. Um, Just great. It makes me really wish sometimes that... uh, It's a beautiful thing to see a writer who... um, You know, that is very much a certain type of writer. Like, you can tell little things that the writer does. But it feels very... Matter of fact, I'm intrigued to see if, as the show goes on if what I'm thinking is unique about the show now actually will turn the other way, which is characters become less Aaron Sorkin characters, but uh, Aaron Sorkin characters that are Aaron Sorkin. So um, I'm very intrigued by that that uh, process. Also thing out there is, uh, and it's just because really I, it started off with me watching it because I really uh, hadn't seen it in a long time, and it's, it's available on Netflix, but also, I, uh, one of the sketches that we're doing in the November show for GBG Live and that we're carrying over to the Christmas show and in the Decem- or, uh, January Live show is a sci-fi project, a sci-fi sketch, a recurring sketch. And I just realized I, I just needed to watch some more sci-fi. I haven't really watched sci-fi in a while, besides Doctor Who. And um, I really wanted to get a sense of some of the classic Star Trek. So I watched Star Trek Next Generation, not classic, classic Star Trek, but, you know, what I grew up on, which is classic to me. So I started watching the first scene of the Star Trek: Next Generation. I could not finish the Naked Now. Jesus Christ, that is just not a good episode. Um, even though I, I I did go back and try to watch some of the, the scenes between Data and Tasha Yar because I remember as a kid growing up, like I just really thought that was really cool. Because again, I even back then I was a bit of a shipper. Uh, you know, I liked seeing characters I like uh, that I feel that had good chemistry to get together. Um, but yeah, and I there are some episodes I remember little bits and pieces of, but i don't remember at all um, matter of fact, this one episode i'm halfway through watching uh I did not re- i don't remember it at all i don't i don't remember the first appearance of the traveler like I do and i don't it's really fascinating to me so and it's really getting the juices flowing in in, in my brain, so to speak, which is really um really cool so i've been really uh downing on that but Uh, the funny thing is, is this is adding on to the Star Trek talk, it was released I think a day or two ago that Star Trek's, the Star Trek's, uh, plural, apparently, is getting a new TV show by CBS, but here's the thing, CBS is going to release it on their video on-demand service, CBS All Access. Now, as someone who uses, uh, the internet now, like, uses that app, uh, I'm one of the people that have that app, because I watch Big Bang Theory and, um, uh, Person of Interest, those are my favorite. One of some of my favorite top, uh, top shows. Uh, the the payment for CBS app, which is not much. It's like I think five ninety nine, so it's like six bucks technically. I don't feel it's a. I feel it's it's horrible, honestly. Unless it's an older show. If it's an older show, you can watch it without commercials, and that's great. That's skippy. But when you don't, when you watch a show like Big Bang Theory or uh, Person of Interest, like a new season. It sucks because when you watch it, and this is what I don't like about it, the, the ads, and the NBC app does this too, like the way it does the ads, I would rather pay $11 a month and get even the new shows without ads. Now, what's great is, is that Les Moonves during a, a press conference where they discussed Star, Star Trek mentioned that they're thinking of releasing a version of their CBS app where for their normal network shows that I think for, I think they said it was like 9.99 dollars a month, they would take out the commercials. And that to me is phenomenal. Matter of fact, I really wish they would do that. Uh, matter of fact, I would go as far as to say that this is what the new cable, this is, this is what the new cable standard should be. And if I was a cable provider, uh, I, there's a part of me that wishes I had the money and resources. I would start my own cable company. And I would work with stations and go, look, we would like you, if possible, to uh, do a version of your channel. How much would you charge to have your channel in the package? And if so, how much would it cost for you to do an on-demand app for Roku, Xbox, uh, PlayStation, uh, Apple TV, whatever. And as long as you have access to that, and also, and honestly, offer the app by itself on-demand, like HBO Now. Um, it's like, CB- like CBS has the right idea. This is the thing that's that's ironic of the whole situation. CBS has the right idea. They're the first ones that, in my opinion, have are making steps towards the right direction, even though they're doing it in a backwards way. But hey, progress is progress. I'll take it any way I can. Uh, but the other networks need to follow suit. ABC sort of seems to have a deal for the most part with Hulu, and again, I'm fine with that, and so does Fox. Even though Fox, like on Roku, has their own app, I love the Hulu app more because I watch new episodes of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Muppets, and uh, Gotham. I watch it commercial-free. So while some people are DVRing it on their TiVo or DVR their, their Time Warner DVRs, I literally watch a clip at the beginning that says Gotham on Fox, Mondays at whatever time, and then it goes... Uh, due to whatever uh, not being part of the commercial plan you cannot watch commercials with this this program it shows me one one minute commercial and then I, is com- then the show starts and it's commercial free i watch it like it's i'm watching it at home on a dvd or i buy it on amazon it is fucking phenomenal i love i love it and it really makes me hope that when they release star trek on the all access demand i really like that that's how they're rolling out the program and if you think about it too a bunch of Star Trek fans, and they are a lot. Are you know and it's a smart play? They are going to get the CBS app just for fucking Star it's not Star Wars, I'm sorry, Star Trek. Star Trek, they're gonna get it just for that. And it's it's a fucking brilliant move, really. And, and if they roll out their price for the commercial free side of things, it's gonna be even better. The thing is they have to make sure that it's equivocally all across the board. You just can't have one or two shows that are not included on that. Um, Because again, I'd rather pay for the convenience of having no commercials. Straight up. And I think that the other networks need to follow suit. Uh, uh, And not just the basic three or four, however many there are. There's there's Fox, ABC, NBC, CBS, and technically the CW. Eh, But uh, yeah, so that's five. I think, I feel like I forgot Fox, even though I know I didn't, so, uh, but yeah, you really need to, I mean, that's the next step, and, and Sling is, uh, is okay, I have problems with Sling every once in a while, with how, and maybe it's more the cable provider, the network provider, like AMC, I watch Walking Dead and Talking Dead through Sling, if, if I, if I didn't have that, I wouldn't fucking use Sling, to be, I'll be honest with you, because so far I'm not impressed, um just because there's a lot of problems with trying to watch it via AirPlay on my Apple TV. I, I watch it on my Roku, but there's a lot of problems even with that, with some of the shows getting it to watch on demand. Um, and again, though, I think that might be the networks that are part of the plan, like AMC. AMC, for the episode Thank You, did not put the episode Thank You up right away. They, they held it for a day, um, while all other episodes... And same thing with Talking Dead. Talking Dead Part Episode 2 and Episode 3 uh, did not come on until Episode 4 it aired. And that really pissed me off because I need to watch Talking Dead, like it's a very, like I remember the first episode, like literally uh, midway through the airing of of the premiere of Walking Dead, uh, they had it on to watch on demand, and then same thing with Talking Dead. So it, it's a little bit of a heartbreak for me because that means I have to wait a little bit longer. And again, downside to that. but. I would really love if some of those networks would just, I'd rather pay AMC directly for the, you know what I mean, for access to their network and treat like it's an on-demand service. And that's where the future of everything is going. It's just that some people need to catch up because there's the fear that they won't make their money back. I, I, I don't know, but I really, really love, and I think it's harder to, to gauge in some cases, to gauge, you know, viewers, but... Uh, Oh, I absolutely love and adore uh, the commercial-free aspect of things. So, yeah. Well, that's all I have to really talk about. I know it's not really a lot, um, but we're, I think, around 20 minutes or so. So I I think we've had a bit of a chat, a bit of fireside chat, if you will. Got some things off our chest. So, all right, well, until next episode, thanks for listening.